There is a guy on Twitter, or X, called Francois Cholet, who is a leading software engineer at Google, who devised the um, AI-related neural net training system called Keras, and who also invented a thing called ARC that is used by many people to measure the intelligence of machines. I say this only because he's recently been vocal uh, on the subject of the relationship between memory and understanding, and particularly critical of those who believe that AIs are demonstrating understanding. He doesn't think that they are. Indeed, he went so far as to describe the discussion as tired. But my reading of that is that he's tired of not being taken more seriously on the matter. After all, at one level, it's not surprising that machines, AIs, are better at memorising than understanding, because, as we've been saying, machine inference builds upon prompts by leveraging neural nets to produce completions. There should be no surprise in the absence of earth-shattering creativity, because the whole process is built around inferring what is required from what is given. So I hardly need say that it's much the same with human life. We spend much of our time completing prompts supplied by the world, people, situations or employers, surprises that come our way and so forth, problems that we need to solve. If anything, that large language models have been more creative than we might reasonably have expected is what should surprise us. But that is, in a way, the point. Does Cholet's claim that there is a fundamental difference between memorising, recalling and understanding stand up to close scrutiny? I shall argue that it probably doesn't. Setting aside the notion that human understanding is based on some supernatural metaphysical ability conferred upon us by God, what else but what you could call neurological organisation and experience, learning, memorisation and recall is available to us to feed and manifest itself in something as mysterious as understanding? Cholet observes that very young children exhibit capacities still absent from AIs, that they can spot patterns and perform generalizations that leave contemporary AIs for dead. But this is a completely unfair, and I would argue misleading, parallel, because even a very young child has the advantage of tens of thousands of years of human evolution as Homo sapiens sapiens, which is itself built upon millions of years of general biological evolution tailored to and by exactly the kind of problem-solving children are supposed to be superior at when compared with large language models. Even without that self-indulgence, Cholet fails to follow through on his own argument that AIs fail when they don't know how to go on only puts them in the same situation as humans, for whom there are many circumstances where we don't know how to go on. 
Were there not, there would be no unsolved problems, no Goldbach's conjectures, no questions about P and NP complete problems. There would be no climate crisis and indeed there would be no existential challenges from AI or anything else. Not knowing how to go on is a prime criterion of demarcation that marks where human understanding and ingenuity currently end. There's also a strong case for saying that greater understanding, as exhibited perhaps in the scope and depth and speed of our problem-solving abilities, is a reflection of preferential experience and more organised recall. This person, reasonably often for reasons completely beyond their ken, is able to marshal more resources than others and so can solve more problems. That one person sees the path to a solution is as likely not because of a similarity I'm sorry, that one person sees the path to a solution is as likely as not because of a similarity between it and something else, which is to say something they remember. This is nowhere more true than in mathematics, or for that matter, crossword puzzles, where the scope of experience and speed of recall are critical in determining success. That faced with an intractable mathematical problem, someone suddenly conjures up a geometrical construction or a transformation or invents a generating function or some clever method that unlocks its mysteries is almost exactly on a par with a trick performed by a magician that amazes and bamboozles the audience. The difference between them is that the magician, like the mathematician, knows what he is really doing and they do not. If I can recall a hundred times as many techniques as you, I will have far greater resources at my command than you, and so will be able to solve problems you cannot solve, perhaps using techniques that seem to you almost magical, almost indicative of a higher mental or indeed spiritual or metaphysical power. I am likely, as a frail human being, to revel in and relish the adulation of my audience as I display my superhuman, or in the case of the conjurer, magical powers, but that's at the expense of honesty. Sometimes a solution just comes and has very little to do with the thought processes surrounding it. That we can have such inspiration may make us very useful but it scarcely makes us special in a way that entails merit on our part. I can just do things that other people can't do, as other people can do things that I can't do. Someone will rightly say that if we devoted ourselves to a lifetime of study or practice in some skill, for example in mathematics or tennis or whatever it might be, we may well merit adulation as reward for that effort, even if the solution or the stroke just comes. That needn't be disputed. But some people seem just to have better brains, better physiques, better physiologies, and they don't merit our adulation purely for that reason, 
even if they are more useful, perhaps, than others. The modern buzzword or acronym is RAG, Retrieval Assisted Generation. This is in AI, which boils down essentially to adding to the arsenal of techniques available to a chatbot or an AI the ability to reference and retrieve information from resources beyond their training. Human beings, of course, have been doing this for centuries. They call it looking things up or researching. Chatbots and AIs can just do it much more quickly and have at their disposal a far larger range of resources. But let's now ask ourselves the question, what do I lack when I don't know how to go on? I may, for example, simply lack a piece of information or knowledge that would unlock a problem were I in possession of it or able to recall it. I may lack awareness of where there is to search, of where there is to search, or of which apparatus or techniques are available. I may possess the knowledge but not be able or fortunate enough to put it together in a way that unlocks the problem. There are many more permutations of ways in which ignorance or one kind or another of one kind or another can inhibit my progress. Yes, and what Cholet calls innate ability may also have something to do with it, which is to say that the way my brain is wired and develops from birth under the incessant influence of incoming stimuli is bound to have an effect on the kinds of problems that I can solve. In other words, in my ability to go on. Now note how much of this ignorance hinges on failure to have learned or inability to recall something which is to say eventually upon a deficit or failure of memory. And yes, it may also be the case that a chain of learning upon which the ability to manipulate a tool depends may have fractured somewhere. It's perfectly possible to be in possession of some advanced idea, but ignorant of some small link in the chain upon which it depends. Consider, for example, you own a flashy sports car, but nobody's told you how to switch it on. And very often those teaching us omit vital elements from the early stages of a chain of reasoning that is necessary for their deployment because they take them for granted and think them obvious, when they are only, in fact, as obvious to those who have already practised that skill or deployed that knowledge many times. My argument, to cut to the chase, is that the distinction between memorization and understanding is anything but clear and obvious. And perhaps there is no distinction at all. It's just that some people have such vast reserves of memory and such natural capacities to organise them that they think the result which they label understanding, is something fundamentally different from that concatenation of memories and their organisation. And as an aside, but I might come back to this another time, I'm also not convinced by innate ability. 
which could just as easily be a consequence of fortunate, even fortuitous, even serendipitous early experiences that just happened to put things together in a certain way in our brain and its early development. And yes, that will depend to some extent upon genetics and nurture. And no doubt some of it is irredeemably lost to us or locked into us positively or negatively by the time we're old enough to notice that there is a difference. But that doesn't mean that a better early life experience couldn't benefit everyone enormously if it could avoid the pitfalls to which so many infants and children succumb as the at the hands at the hands of well-meaning but misguided parents and teachers so i think my point is that memorization and understanding aren't as distinct as francois cholet seems to think and that to claim that they are is to hark back to a time when we thought that there were intrinsically superior human beings because they were born with intrinsically superior souls. And, as you know, I absolutely reject any such assumption. Thank you for listening.